Behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Words taken from Our Lady's Magnificat in the first chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Abbe, very dear faithful, as we are in the heart of our 40 days of prayer for America, prayer campaign, in the heart of this month dedicated to Our Lady's Rosary, and today as we commemorate the divine maternity of Our Lady, today I would like to spend a few moments with you on the origin of the most powerful devotion that God has given us, the Most Holy Rosary. In the early church, the Desert Fathers, the monks, and the hermits, following the practice of our Lord and his apostles and the faithful Jews, would frequently pray the 150 Psalms. As books were rare and expensive, the early Christian religious would be obliged to memorize and so recitation of the psalms was easier by memory. And not only was Mass offered for the deceased, for their brethren, but they would also say 50 psalms for the deceased. To help them keep track of their place, a counting device was needed, and different regions used different devices, such as throwing a certain number of stones, or counting bones, or using small spheres or beads. Monasteries such as Cluny and the Knights Templar, who also had lay brothers, who were not as able to read and unable to memorize the Psalms, would replace their obligation to recite the Psalms with just as many paternosters. The replacing of the Psalms with paternosters would become known as the layman's psalter. To count the psalms or the paternosters, a string with an exact quantity of 50 stones or 50 gems or discs or beads was used. These cords of beads became known as the paternosters, and it is attested as far back as the year 1075. In the 12th century of southern France, there was a group of laymen and women that sought to do away with scandals and abuses of the times. They wanted to be pure and holy. They were called the Catars, derived from the Greek word for pure. They taught that because we often sin by the flesh, and food, and drink, and lust, and violence, then the body and matter must be evil. It seemed as though at times evil was just as powerful as the good. Thus, they taught that we should reject the body in the physical world and embrace the spiritual. They despised the Catholic clergy for excesses in their attire and their outward appearances. So they created their own church, which they called the Church of Christ, or in which we called them the Albigensians after the city of Albi in France, where they lived. They denied the incarnation, that God the Creator would take on our human flesh, and so they taught that Christ only had the appearance of being a man, and that he only appeared to suffer. 
But Christ was not God, but only a creature for them. To be perfect, they taught that their followers should shun the material. They denied matrimony as a sin of the flesh, and ultimately they recommended suicide as a way to deliver the good soul from the evil body. These beliefs led them not only away from the Christian faith, but they were also very harmful to the human race. Unfortunately, the Catholic Church had much trouble in diffusing this heresy. But a young Spanish canon was accompanying his bishop and he passed through southern France and he was horrified by what he saw. The heresy had been growing for about 100 years. Despite numerous regional church councils denouncing it as heretical, it still prevailed. Pope Innocent III had entrusted this crusade against the Albigensians to the Cistercians, but they had made little progress because of their worldly spirit. The Pope then sent this Spanish bishop and Dominic Guzman to combat this heresy. Dominic began by founding a group of nuns to teach the faith to poor girls, and he later founded the Order of Preachers to combat this heresy. St. Dominic would preach the faith by day, and by night he'd pray for the conversion of the Albigensians. But after ten years of unsuccessfully making much progress in their conversion, Dominic went to a shrine of Our Lady, and after three days of fasting, penance, and prayer, beseeching Our Lady's assistance, she appeared to him. And she said to him, My dear Dominic, do you know which weapon the Blessed Trinity wants to use to reform the world? I want you to know that in this kind of warfare, the battering ram has always been the angelic Psalter, which is the foundation stone of the New Testament. Therefore, if you want to reach these hardened souls and win them over to God, preach my Psalter. Dominic then arose and preached at the nearby church in Toulouse, and as he preached, a storm approached. The earth shook, the sun darkened, and much lightning and thunder terrified the listeners. They also saw an image of Our Lady in the church raise her arms to God, calling vengeance down on them unless they repented. The storm only subsided after St. Dominic blessed it, and he taught them how to pray the rosary. Finally, following his new preaching of the rosary, Almost all of the people of Toulouse embraced the rosary and renounced their heresy. Our Lord also appeared to St. Dominic, and he encouraged him to preach and pray the rosary for conversion. He said, Before doing anything else, priests should try to kindle a love of prayer in people's hearts, and especially a love of my angelic psalter. If only they would all start saying it and would really persevere, God in his mercy could hardly refuse to give them his grace. So I want you to preach my rosary. 
The rosary is the Psalter of Jesus and Mary. And the angelic prayer, the Hail Mary, is their prayer, as Mary is the beginning and Jesus is the summit. But all was not yet over. Through preaching of the rosary, St. Dominic and his order were able to convert the Albigensians to the Catholic faith. More than ten popes have declared St. Dominic to have received the rosary from Our Lady, and the rosary is an exceptionally efficacious succor against heresies and vices. Taking the tradition of praying 150 psalms, Mary adapted the rosary to help convert heretics and to deepen the faith of Christians. Through St. Dominic, the 150 prayers were split into three groups of 50, with 10 prayers to correspond to each mystery of the life of our Lord and Our Lady. As meditation is the soul of prayer, in the rosary we meditate about the 15 central mysteries of the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord and the life of Our Lady. The mysteries were perfectly chosen as the essential mysteries of our salvation. Thus, Our Lady transformed the 150 Pater Nosters, derived from the 150 Psalms, into 150 Ave Marias, with meditation split up into groups of ten. Our Lady took what was once called the Pater Noster cord, and she gave us the Rosarium which means the crown of roses, as the spiritual roses that each Hail Mary places on the heavenly crown of our Queen and our Mother. The reason the rosary was so effective against heresy was because, as St. Thomas Aquinas teaches, no matter how much you may pray for someone, the prayer may not be answered if the person that we are praying for has placed an obstacle. God never forces down the door of our heart, even the hearts of sinners. God never forces our will. Thus, the eleventh promise of Our Lady to St. Dominic was made visible. Whatsoever you shall ask through my rosary, you shall obtain. But if the sinner prays the, the rosary, the floodgates of gates, the floodgates of grace, will be poured into the soul. And yet, Our Lady still tested St. Dominic's faith in the rosary as all was not instantly won. The Albigensians, though they denounced the body, they had no scruples in raising arms and violence and killed the papal legate and many Catholic leaders. The Albigensians won over the local nobility and they were aided by the Kingdom of Navarre, to fight against the Catholic King of France, and a civil war ensued. St. Dominic led the people in teaching, spreading, and praying the rosary. The preaching and praying of the rosary by St. Dominic not only converted the heretics, but even the Catholic military won miraculous battles against the enemies of the faith. One day, he defeated 10,000 men with a force of 500. On another occasion, he overcame 3,000 with only 30. Then finally, with 1,800 men, he completely put to rout the army of the king of Aragon, 
which comprised 100,000 strong. And the Catholics only lost one horseman and eight soldiers out of the 1800. My dear faithful, like St. Dominic, we too are facing very dark times in the church and in the world, but we have the same spiritual weapon. When many Catholics today deny the real presence, when many Catholics deny the necessity of the Catholic Church for salvation, and when most Catholics are in sin by not keeping the Sabbath holy, and the list goes on and on, we too are facing very dark times. Just as Our Lady rose up St. Dominic to lead the crusade against the Albigensians, we need priests, according to his heart, to pray and preach the rosary to crush the head of the serpent. Just as there did not seem as if there were hope for the Catholics living in southern France in the 12th and 13th centuries, as the light of faith often seems dark in our same world, we still have the weapon of the rosary. Mary promised, Whatsoever you shall ask through my rosary, you shall obtain. Unlike the Albigensians that said the body was evil, our world is on the other extreme by idolizing and adoring the body. Nevertheless, our spiritual weapon against heresy and vice is always the same. The Holy Rosary, the Holy Crown of Roses. My dear faithful, let us pray the rosary so that the obstacles that we have placed on our own spiritual progress may be removed and our soul may be inundated with God's grace. Let us get our family, our friends, our neighbors, Catholic or not, to pray the rosary as the key to their salvation. Let us pray also for our church, for our country, for our leaders, and for our families, so that by the Psalter of our Lord and Our Lady, the battering ram of salvation may usher in the reign of Christ the King. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.